on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. Well, one of the things about our organization that is really important to understand is I have no yes men working for me. Not one. As a matter of fact, if I feel that somebody is doing that, that is that is like the the unpardonable sin. Like they get called in my <laughs> office, like, do not tell me what I want to hear. Tell yeah. me what you actually think. That's why yeah. to the point where in all of our meetings, we actually have, we assign someone to be almost like a devil's advocate. So if everybody's, yeah. everybody agrees, somebody has to disagree. And we, we pick that person in, ahead of time and they have to, they have to poke holes in whatever yeah. we're doing. Find and the so other perspective. As, yeah. As, as my leadership team was sitting here and we're going, Hey, we think this, this is time. We think that this is the right thing. Even the person who we, that I paid to disagree with me was having a problem poking holes mm. in the business case that, that I was presenting. Yeah. That's when we knew. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got Joe Altieri on the King stage. My brother, how are you? Good, man. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I I also am excited, but we've got a little uniqueness here. You're going to have a little different story than, than most of my guests. You've got a little bit of a background that brings some flavor, and I'm excited to get to that. But before we do, what kind of business do you got, brother? I sell window screens. That does not sound very sexy, Just does it? So sexy. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, they're flexy. Sexy. They are. They they are. So they are they are the world's first and only flexible window screen. So we sell flexible awesome. window screens, which is impossible for people to imagine. But so you, people are gonna have to go on our website, check it out, see the videos, all that stuff. But of course. But, but yeah, it's it's it is a unique business and a unique product, but we're having fun doing it. It's it's, yeah. it's we're having a blast. I love I love the the attitude towards you know the non-sexy business because honestly, let's just like we look at all the businesses. Most of them aren't, right? Most of them are not. Most yep. of them are not. We all can't be, you know, on stage somewhere, but but some of us are making a ton of money in the background with with window screens. <laughs> I have to tell you what I have found is is industries that are that people don't think about a lot are where people there's tons of opportunity. Again, yeah. who sits around and thinks about window screens all day? Yeah. Me. Yeah, pe- pe- people who problem solve you know, solve <laughs> problems. It. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So it's awesome. But, well, I want to know from the top here is my same first question to all my guests. You've obviously had an immense amount of success. And before we get into your story, I kind of want to know what makes the heartbeat. Like, why are you doing this? But but my secondary question, to, I'm going to give it to you already is why still? Because you've already had a certain level of success. You've already been hitting the 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 pavement. You've already had this, you know, like sail away moment. Why are you still at it? Well, the, I guess the 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 man, the the, the the best answer I can give to that is I love the people that are part of my team. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say that. Like, cause we talk about it a lot. We get, we get approached for buyout options and, and sure. things like that. People, people have made significant offers for our company. Yeah. And 
you know, it really comes down to, I'm still having too much fun. You know, my, my COO is my, is my best friend. I have some young people that I'm just, I love mentoring yeah. them and seeing yeah. them grow and stuff like that. And, and it gives me purpose. I mean, right yeah. now, this is, this is my purpose is, is to lead this little organization that's becoming much bigger, but this is, this is what I feel that I'm called to do right now. Cool. Not might change in the future. And, and, but, but for right now, I, I jump out of bed in the morning. I was here at the office yeah. at six o'clock this morning yeah. um, and not because I had to, it's because I wanted to. Yeah. When that, when that stops, maybe things change, but that's, that's where I'm yeah. at today. What do you think fuels that? Cause I mean, you're talking about the fire, right? Desire, burning desire, you know, thinking grow rich talks about this like immense thing that's burning. That's what you're referring to. Okay, great. Where does that come from, from you? Is that, is that, is that your background? Is that your upbringing? Is that just because you just had to get after it? Like, why does that even exist in you? Wow. That's a, that's a big question, man. Let me lay down on my psychiatrist couch here. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I've always had a, a drive in me, even from the time, you know, when I was in middle school, you know, I was an entrepreneur, you know, I, I cut yeah. grass. I mean, my, I remember one of my earliest memories was my grandfather. I went to him and, and asked him for I don't know, a couple dollars or something like that. And he, instead he bought this, this lawnmower it was like the the one with the orange bottom and the little white top, right? From yeah. like 1960, right? you know what I mean? You had to pull it for, you know, half an hour <laughs> to get it started. And he's like, I won't give you money, but here, you can have this. And, yeah. and he's like, go start cutting all your neighbor's grass. And yeah. I went around in middle school. I was cutting people's grass and then going and knocking on the door and asking for money. That, that was me, right? Like, hey, I cut wow. your grass over there. You know, I'm not asking for anything. If, if you don't want to pay me, great. And I made a killing do, doing that in, in middle yeah. school. Wow. And all through high school, you know, did things to make money. So there's just something in me that is, is driven. And I'm, hey, look, that's, I'm not saying that, you know, hey, Joe's great because this is, it was just, yeah. there's, there's some people that there's that that's inherent in them, you know. Flexscreen, my, you know, my company is was born in my out of my garage, so it's it's one of my kids, and so the, this inner drive that I had, along with this passion for something that I created, just has led to this excitement about our company, and and the excitement isn't just through me, yeah. you know, our our whole team is excited about what we're doing. We're growing fast. I mean, we're doubling every year. I mean, it's really it, it's really easy to be excited when you're seeing the the type of success that we have. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think about the time, you know, where maybe you're not doubling? Like, does the burning desire or have you experienced that yet so far? Or does that burning desire kind of go out a little bit? Does it get frustrating? Have you had those moments with this specific business yet? So yeah, early on. So we, you know, tr traditional window screens were invented in the early 1900s, like 1907. Sorry. So there's like hundred year old technology and they look like just, just like the screens that are on your house, you know, it has the rubber spline, metal screens with a rubber spline invited in 1907. So we're, we're bringing something new to a market that is a hundred years old, you know, yeah. over a hundred years old. So there was a lot of pain in the first couple of years. Yeah. Trust me, I wanted to throw in the towel about a million times. Yeah. Like, like literally the, you know, end of the day is like six o'clock. I'm going home. I'm like, this is, this is my last day. That's it. I'm not right. coming back tomorrow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm finished. But then you yeah. wake up the next morning and you're like, well, it's another day. We're going to, we're going to do better today. And so, yeah, I mean, there's been lots of opportunities to, to, to quit in the early times. Yeah. I also know me as a, as a person, there will come a time where my, my little company, you know, will become a big company that needs somebody that will help to sustain it. I'm not a yeah. sustainer type of, sure. leader, yep. right. I'm, I'm a, I'm a hunter. I'm not yeah. a, you know, so there will yeah. come a time where this isn't as exciting for me, but we don't see that in the next, you know, by that time I'll 
you know, <laughs> be ready to turn it over to my son or some of the young people that sure. have been on this journey with me. Yeah, and you're right. There's a big difference between a CEO, a fire starter and a maintenance mode. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a great distinction. And to also know where you're at in that, in that life journey, I think is probably important as well. I want to know who inspires you. You know, I personally, I have some, some great business partners that I look to and see what they've done in, in past businesses. Yeah. And, and they're, they're the people that, I mean, I could give you like the, you know, the Bill Gates, the, the, the pie sure. in the sky ones. Right. Yeah. And everybody knows who those are. I mean, we could talk about all those, but on a personal level, you know, I have a couple of business partners that are just amazing business people. And they, they mentor, they have mentored me over the past several years. And they're yeah. the guys that really inspire me. They're, they're the, the, the people that, you know, when I have a problem, they have great advice or maybe they don't even have advice, but they have new perspectives. That's probably a exactly. better way of putting it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the guys that have been there, done that. But then from the other side, I see some, again, because of, of the things that I've gone through and some of the notoriety that, that, that our company has gotten, the, yeah. you know, the, the young people that are trying to start businesses or have started businesses and they're out there grinding away. Those guys ins- inspire me too, where they're like, yeah. hey, I might fail four or five times and I'm yeah. still going to dust myself off, get back up and do it again. Yeah. And, and I get to, I get a chance to talk to a lot of them yeah. and, and there's a, there's a, there's a little point of pride that I have for them yeah. that they're that they're out there doing what they have to do to be successful. Yeah, just to give you a, a chance to plug your your show here. I mean, obviously, you've got a, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs as well. If they're listening here to this show, they probably would like yours. What's what's the name of your show, and where can they find it? Yeah, so we because we were on Shark Tank, we do a we do a podcast with other people that have been on the Shark Tank show, whether they've gotten a deal or not gotten a deal, but they were on, they, they actually walked down that hallway, had all yeah. the same pressures that, that I had. Yeah. I mean, it's called Lessons from the Tank. So you can, you know, look at it up on your, your podcast of choice. You could also look at our, I have a website, joealtieri.com, where I do a bunch of blogs and, and those shows are, are also on that, that website as well. Very cool. Yeah. I'm sure that a person listening to this type of show, listening to guys like you would, would get some major value there. So make sure you hop over there and check out Joe's show over there. But I want to go into your story a little bit. So take us back, like, you know, maybe even pre Shark Tank, or maybe you want to talk about that portion of it. But I want to know the garage story, the first couple of years, like, how did this happen? Why did you even think of this? Give us the beginnings. Yeah. So I'm, I was an independent manufacturer's rep in the window and door industry. So I sold pieces and parts to window manufacturers. So things like glass and, and silicone and hardware, things to make a window. Sure. One of the things that most window manufacturers buy are window screens. They, they don't make them them, themselves. They, they buy them out. And, um, I was really frustrated. I sold a lot of, of window screens, traditional aluminum ones. And yeah. my customers were really frustrated with the problems that come with regular screens. They're hard to install. They right. scratch and dent and get damaged easily. As a matter of fact, they are the top damage complaint on a window universally across the entire world. Window screens are the by far the biggest. It's frustrating. Damage. Let's they just are. be honest. <laughs> they are. And so um, I would, uh, again, it was it was a daily struggle with my customers complaining about not the company that I represented, but the product that we they were being sold. Not, sure. not that not that the company was doing a bad job. There just wasn't a better product out there. Yeah. So I l- literally just started walking around Lowe's and Home Depot and and grabbing things going, I wonder if I can make a screen out of this. I wonder if I can make a screen out of this. And and I cleared out my my garage, my my wife. I, I asked her if she could pull her her car out for like a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
two years later, uh-huh. <laughs> two years later, I had this ugly prototype of what is now FlexScreen, our, our product, and showed it off to some people in our industry. One of the lucky things for me was I didn't invent something in the auto industry or the aerospace industry where I had no connections, right? I, sure. I, I it was, this was my industry. I had, I knew the, yeah. the players. Yeah, and yeah. so I went out to some of my customers and said, what do you guys think of this? And they're like, build it and we will come. Yeah. And so, wow. so we, we opened up a manufacturing. It took me about a year to go from prototype to an actual manufacturing process. We opened up our, our first manufacturing location here in Pittsburgh, which is where I live. Wow. And so and- we're three years in now. At this point. So yeah, so two years, company's not real. This is just right. me messing around, right? So then yep. so then I get some some investors again, we'll call it end of year two. Sure. It takes me a year to to bring to, it to life. To, to bring it to life. We we spent a bunch of money on a manufacturing plant, millions of dollars. And first year, the first year, because now again I have these letters from from customers going, We love this, this is amazing, this is awesome. And right. our first year of sales was four hundred thousand dollars, which probably not the projection. That was not the projection. Yeah, like add, <laughs> add a couple of zeros. That's what we were projecting, right? And so then the the next year was was better, but it wasn't much better. Not enough to to, to sustain. And so now yeah. we're two years into manufacturing, right? And and yeah. we're kind of limping along. And so we started. And and the 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 issue was unknown product that I'm selling it to a window manufacturer. Now the window manufacturer has to sell it to a dealer. The dealer has to sell it to mm. a homeowner and the homeowner has no idea. They've never heard, most of your listeners, if I say yeah. flexible window screen, they're like, what the heck are you talking about? You, yeah. you know what I mean? Sounds cool, but this, what is it? <laughs> yeah, and that was the same thing that that these um, that the homeowners were having. That was the same reaction. Yeah. And so we had to do something to get the word out to the eventual end user, right? And I didn't yeah. have $10 million for a 30 second spot on the Super Bowl, right? And so yeah. we started going all in on social media. And so we just started, you know, doing, putting tons of money. I hired some, some people to just content creators, young people, yeah, yeah. and just said, Hey, try it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's just do some crazy stuff. So we were driving them over with cars, throwing our screens off of buildings, you know, hitting with hammers, like doing all this, this crazy stuff, just yeah. trying to get attention. And yeah. a couple of our videos went viral. And through that, the Shark Tank producers found us. Now, just a little history. Most most people that go on Shark Tank were either part of a cattle call or they put an application. It's about 100,000 people a year apply right. to be on the show, right? Yeah. Businesses that want to be on the show. Every year, about four or five come from the producers finding companies and they actually invite us onto the show. Right. And so we were one of those. We, okay. we got a phone call. And I personally, look, if you invent something, especially this like something quasi cool you hear you should go on shark tank you should go on shark tank you should go on shark that's just yeah that's what that's what they said what what did you think when people said that though well it was it was like one of those like that seems really unrealistic that that's right that's going to happen you know what i mean first of all you know if you go online you can see how many people apply like for us to to rise to the top of that put all this effort in right um and we're not a we weren't really a consumer product either. Most Shark Tank companies are it's it's about getting to the homeowner, not right, right. two or three steps, you know, hey, I'm changing an industry type of thing. Right. And so I didn't think there was much much there. Like, yeah, that would be great, but yeah, well, yeah. sure. Pie in the sky. Yeah. And when they contacted us, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was one of my buddies, right? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so we got an we got an email saying, you know, hey, That's this funny. is so and so. I'm a casting producer for a popular show. We'd love to have you have you on. 
And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, it's either a joke or a pay to play type of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. And right. then we got a phone call the next day, like, hey, this is so and so, one of the casting producers from Shark Tank. I sent you an email yesterday. Could you please give me a call back? And I'm like, okay, well, now this is getting kind of serious. Like, yeah. this is, we're going a little far for a joke. I should call, I should call this guy back. <laughs> yeah. Well, we looked up the number and it was Sony, Sony Picture Studios where the number came from. And I was okay. like, ah, oh, all right. Yeah. Still possible a joke, but the, the likelihood's getting to be a little bit less, you know? That's right. And so called back and they're like, hey, we saw your videos online. We think you have a great presence and we'd love to get you into the mix and see if this is something that will work out for both of us. And so we went on this wow. freaking roller coaster. I mean, from the time we got that first phone call, I was out there filming in six weeks. So it was, it was intense. Now, most people, Fast. it takes them like a year to yeah. To, through the application on, process through the application and there's like all these things you have to go through and they keep cutting things but but yeah it was it was pretty intense but That's went awesome. on the show um had a couple sharks fighting over us for a little while we were one of the the most popular clips because okay. barbara barbara and Lori were fighting and Bar yeah. barbara dropped the f-bomb on on <laughs> um national tv and it was in a spot where they couldn't they couldn't cut it so they actually had to bleep her out which to right. really and it's a family show right yeah yeah and so we were like one of the most popular clips for a while but but got to deal with Lori grenier and wow. it's been off to the races since then yeah we've we're we have seven manufacturing plants now we're growing like the weed 150 employees it's yeah. come a long way over the past well a little over seven years now yeah go from my garage to exactly to where, where we're at now is it, is it, I mean, I've, most people are wondering, you know, from that level of connection, is it just people that Lori knew? Is it process that you guys, cause you said you had to sell to this person that sold to this person that sold to this person. Did you, did you kind of make a new path? Like what, what was the, the catalyst in all of that? Obviously outside of the, the notoriety being on a TV show, getting an incredible partner, or was that it? Was that, was that a big part of it? It was, it was a bunch of things. It was like the snowball was getting bigger anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? So oh, yeah. uh, again, the, the grind of bringing new product in is, is a grind. I mean, it's, it's real. You, you know, you have to, you have to continue smacking your head against the wall until you finally get through. And yeah. so as we were making progress with the window manufacturers and the window dealers, um, then shark tank hit, right? So now all of a sudden it, it's no longer an unknown product. You know what I mean? Shark tank brings a tremendous amount of credibility to any product that gets a, that gets a deal on there. Sure. Yeah, um, of course. There is a big risk to Shark Tank. If you do a bad job, it is just as damaging as oh, it can sure. be a positive. You know oh, yeah. I mean? So we've all watched that episode where we're like, dude, oh my goodness. What are you doing? <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what's funny is I, I had watched the show a couple times, um, you know, a handful of times. Sure. But I wasn't like an avid Shark Tank watcher because I was going oh, yeah, through, yeah. right? You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're building businesses. We, yeah, uh, we don't have time for that. <laughs> like, like, I, like and then you see like some people that get deals. You're like, oh my God, how does this person get a deal? Like he is, you know, but Seriously. all that to be said, there was, there came a point where I had to do, I had to write my pitch, you know, like the, hi sharks. My, my name is Joe Altieri from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You know, like they do that yep. little pitch. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, I need to marathon Shark Tank episodes. So about six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning, <laughs> I start watching Shark Tank episodes about 730. One of my daughters came down, sat next to me on the couch. And we watched this episode where this guy just got absolutely destroyed. And she looks at me and she's like, are you sure you want to do this, dad? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, well, I was certain I, until you said something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are, are you concerned for me or your reputation? Because I, you yeah. know, 
because she was still in high school at the time, you know. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, so so back to your original question. So the snowball was getting bigger. Then yeah. Shark Tank hit. Lori did help us to get into Home Depot. So now now we had started an e-commerce like, oh, a homeowner can buy our stuff. And we were yep. doing really well with it. And then through Shark Tank and, and Lori's efforts, we, we got into Home Depot and we're launching with Lowe's and some other ones this year. But yeah. th- that's where they have a lot of value is, totally. is the, the notoriety, um, you know, just getting those millions and millions of people to see it. Then the repeats and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then they're really good with retail. They really are, which is not our core business. Yeah. But, but she helped out there. And then she also helped us get, because we we're growing so fast, we, we got another, another episode where they got, a, we did an upstate, update episode the, the season after. Yeah. And nice. so, you know, highlighting our growth and stuff like that. So we got another, another three minutes of fame, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that just fuel on the fire. And, and as yep. they say, the, the attention is the, is the monetization of today. It's the, yep. the eyeballs. And so I'm sure that's only added fuel to the fire. <clears throat> All right. So you've given us this, this wonderful picture. Thank you for sharing incredible story, but you mentioned a couple things in there of like some struggle. So I want to get to the, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Tell us early on, maybe even before shark tank, potentially, of a bad decision, something that you did that just did not go well at all. You look back, you know exactly which moment we're talking about. What is it? Oh man, it's gonna be hard to to, <laughs> to, to narrow that down. <laughs> there's, there's been a lot of them. Yeah, um, we we introduced a we introduced a new a new product about three years ago, which was a cheaper version of of our product. Okay, and um, we were it was right before COVID hit and and all that stuff. And we brought in a bunch of inventory, probably like fifty, sixty thousand dollars of inventory that literally last week we scrapped every single, wow. every single bit of it. And that's a, again for an, for a young company, oh, fifty, terrible. sixty thousand dollars is man, that's painful because it's true cash flow. This is you know this isn't like you know oh, I went out and got a loan like we're we're right. you know we're debt free, so it was money out of our pockets, you know money that I could have used for for something else. Yeah, they could but, have hired somebody. Yeah. But, but from our side, we do try to fail a lot. And I know that that sounds really weird, right? We, we try to fail small. Um, yeah. So we try a lot of things. And okay. so we, we do mess up quite, quite often. Yeah, I love that. You know, I I've had, I've had customers where, where they they've come in and they're, you know, they're like, Hey, we'd like to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, he, you know, Hey, you have to give me for me to do that. You have to give me a, a really strict written commitment and, and all this stuff. And they're like, no, we're no thanks. You know? And, and I, again, I look back and go like, why, why did I do that? Like, why was I so yeah. rigid in that one case where, you know, right. and so, but they're just learning lessons, um, you know? Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that we, like, even with my team, I try to explain to them, like, man, I want you to fail because every time you fail, you're going to learn. Something. Now, don't yeah. cost me a million bucks. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> That's, like I, I had one, I had one guy who's doing our customer service for us and he messed up a, a big order and it ended up costing us like five grand. And he came in, he's like, Joe, I I'm, I'm so sorry. He goes, I I'm, this is, I'll give you my two weeks. And I'm yeah. like, what are you talking about? Like, go back to work. I'm like, are you yeah. ever going to do this again? He's like, no. I'm like, well, that lesson cost me $5,000. Why am I going to let you go now? Yeah. Like so, yeah. I just done. Like I just done taught you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm like so. Let, let's let's move on and and yeah. and you know go f- get forward from from this. Yeah. And so where I'm, does that come from though, Joe? Like think about it. Like there's so many entrepreneurs out there that are perfectionists, high standards. They would have been completely upset. Five thousand dollars is five thousand dollars. That guy would have been gone before he even wanted to be gone. Why? You know, why I, did you change it like that? 
Uh, I, I think it's well. First of all, I have a really young staff, which is which is great because man, I don't know how else to say this, and they're listening. I'm sure they're over in the other room. I don't pay <laughs> them a lot of money, right? <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying that to be, but these guys aren't. You know, they're getting experience, yeah. And, and I and I have to I have to appreciate what they are there. They have tons of passion. They have tons of energy. You know, they don't have tons of experience, which means that they, they don't cost as much as on payroll. Yeah. They do cost with my time, my That's energy right. and the mistakes that they're going to make. Yeah. Uh, but I'm grooming them to be leaders within this organization. They understand right. that they see it and they're, and there's a roadmap for them and there's a roadmap for them. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and I also do want to, um, you know, I do want to give them opportunities to to mess up because with a company like us that is growing, is there has to be permission to screw up. There right. has to be. There, we want to have checks and balances and make sure they don't screw up too bad. But you right. have to give them; otherwise, they get locked up into indecision. And for us, we we pride ourselves on being able to shift, and we're we're flexible. Quanti- you know, haha. Sure. Yep. <laughs> you know, just to. <laughs> so we. So I have to give them that that permission to to go out there mess up yeah. knowing that there's there's a safety net under them they're not going to get fired they're not going to get yeah. berated in front of everyone else we're going to learn lessons to, and so yeah, there's a youthfulness to your culture of hey we're kind of bumping around here but man we've got a big big heart big mission big passion that's it yep i want to pick it up very yep, cool absolutely tell us about a good decision that you made something that uh, just spot you can think of this exact moment it's led to not everything but a good majority of of the success you have today so we just made a big move. So right now, if you want to buy our product, you have to buy it from one of my manufacturing locations, right? Okay. So, you know, whether you're a window manufacturer, a homeowner, you have to buy it from, from one of us. Yeah. The, we just made a big move into licensing our technology to the window manufacturers. So we yeah, had a, wow. a company that we, we spent millions of dollars and tons of time developing a fully automated line to make our, our equipment. And we've had window manufacturers have started buying these lines and started licensing. And um, we knew that this was going to be our future. Uh, We had to create the demand through our own manufacturing and and things like that. But it was a scary decision, like where we said, we're completely changing who we are as a company. Manufacturing is no longer a, it's a, it's a necessary evil. Now it's, we are going into this, this new phase of our, our business, uh, yeah. which is licensing and just yeah. getting, you know, mailbox money. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, you, you, you make, you make my, my screens, you know, and you just pay us a royalty. Check. Yeah. Yep. And so that we're, we actually, our, our first licensee is starting to manufacture this month. And so, wow. so we started that down that path a little over a year, year and a half ago. And okay. that was the biggest decision that we've made as a company. Yeah, um, it's incredible. It's, yeah, scary, but we had to bring people on to to be able to manage that. You know, it's yeah. we we brought on you know employees a year and a half ago that I've been paying in preparation for this. Right, and those are those are big investments into the future. How did you know at that moment? Like you said, it was the, it was an identity shift in your company, right? Like this is not who we are now. We know this is who we need to be. How did you know? then was the moment to start making that transition. Well, one of the things about our organization that is really important to understand is I have no yes men working for me. Not one. As a matter of fact, if I feel that somebody is doing that, that is that is like the the unpardonable sin. Like they get called in my <laughs> office, like, do not tell me what I want to hear. Tell yeah. me what you actually think. That's why I yeah. to the point where in all of our meetings, 
we actually have, we assign someone to be almost like a devil's advocate. So if everybody's, yeah. everybody agrees, somebody has to disagree. And we, we pick that person in, ahead of time and they have to, they have to poke holes in whatever yeah. we're doing. Find and the so other perspective. As, yeah. As, as my leadership team was sitting here and we're going, Hey, we think this, this is time. We think that this is the right thing. Even the person who we, that I paid to disagree with me, was having a problem poking holes mm. in the business case that that I was presenting. Yeah, that's when we knew. Um, and 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 again, that's we could we could have all messed up a hundred percent. We could we this could be the the worst decision in our company history. But I've done everything possible to try to make sure that that isn't the case. Yeah. And, and including, like I said, paying people to disagree with me and the people that I pay to disagree with me, if they couldn't if they couldn't find a way to do that, I feel yeah. like we're on pretty solid footing. Yeah, I, I I love the perspective. It's strategic, not only planning, but then like like almost wrestling, strategic wrestling. It is, yep. <laughs> you know, to to really battle it out, and then and then when there's when everybody's tired and winded, it's like, well, what's left is just to just to go for it or or to get rid of it one way or the other. What would you say for maybe the smaller guy who he, he's not paying a guy to disagree with him, right? He's he's just stumbling along, maybe like you were in the first couple of years trying to figure it out, probably bleeding cash flow and and. But he he needs to make that transition of some sort. He's he's been he's been knocking it back and forth, pinging and and can't. What would you say to that guy? Well, early on, I didn't I didn't have any money to pay people to disagree with me. I did have some great mentors in, in my life, and yeah. to me, that is that is probably the most valuable piece of advice that can come from anything that I ever say is get people in your life that are not afraid to tell you the truth in love. You know what I mean? Because they want yeah. things to, to be better for you, but, right. but get people in your life that will give you a perspective that you don't have. Yeah. And, and that's, that's huge. Whether it's a mastermind group, whether right. it's mentors, whether it's, you know, local rotary, you know, get right. around people that are either going through the same things of you or have been there, done that and, and yeah. can give you some, some good advice. Yeah. It's huge. And, and it, it's, I, I can't even, I can't even express the, the amount of value that, that you would get from, or one of your listeners would get from, from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's two different types of entrepreneurs. There's the one that doesn't knows that he needs help, but doesn't want to ask for it. And then there's the guy that doesn't think that he needs help. Yeah. <laughs> both which are completely wrong, you know, and we've, I think we've all probably been, you know, in both of those seats, if we're honest with ourselves, but I just, I love your just directness around like, Hey, it doesn't really matter like what level you're at. You didn't, you didn't say, Hey, if you're at this stage, you need help. Or if you're at this stage or whatever, I mean, you bringing on Lori, I'm sure has just in, enlightened you to a whole nother level, even after your already current success. And so there's always another level to go to is what I'm hearing you say. Am I there, there is. Yeah, absolutely. And and also being humble. Now, again, I don't come across as a humble person. I, I really don't. But internally, I know who I am. And I, yeah. I know that there's a ton of things that I don't know. And that's, yeah. that is, that is the important thing. You know, I'll give you a great example with Lori, we're doing our displays for Home Depot. And we always talk about flexing our window screen. Right. That's just how we describe it. The name yeah. of the, the name of the product the is name. flex screen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, Joe, I want you to think about this from a homeowner's point of view. They have no idea when you say flex a window screen. Does that mean yeah. flex like your arms flex? Is it like mean like what like uh, what right. does that mean to a homeowner? Or why and why do I need it to flex? Why do I need it to flex? And she's like right. she's like a homeowner word is squeeze. 
like you squeeze the the thing and you're like it's mm. much more descriptive when you think about squeezing a screen you know blah 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 and, and i could go you're an, you're a moron laurie you have no idea what you're talking about why this right. is flex screen you know i could go all that stuff but you know what every one of our displays in home depot says squeeze it they're like squeeze your screen because yeah. there's a she brings a perspective that i don't have yeah. and um and and she's also much more accomplished than I have than than, than I've ever been in a yeah. lot of areas of business. So why yeah. wouldn't I take her advice yeah. and at least strongly, strongly consider it? Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing that that I do internally is, you know, if somebody gives me advice, I almost use that as a default in my head, and 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 instead of my my opinion being the default, right? Um, again, that's a big shift. That's a it big is. mental shift to say. Maybe they're right. And let me think about it as if they are right. And is there, what are the negatives of them being right other than my pride? If it's only yeah. my pride, then that's a stupid reason to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if there's no other negatives, well, who in the heck cares? I, yeah. Like, I, if I take zero credit for anything else that happens within my organization, hallelujah. I don't yeah. care. You, you know, yeah. I get you're talking about an incredible heightened awareness, you it know, is. like, and yeah. like, is this, is this learned? Is this something that you just had innate inside of you? Give us like, someone's like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I, how do I become like Joe? <laughs> well, which the irony of it is, is like, Hey, don't become like me, but become like, you know, the people that are in your life that you can, can look up to. That's right. But, the, but I, I don't know. I, I, early on, I, I found that every time that I think that I know it all, I get proven wrong. And yeah, so I've, I've just, I've just gotten to this point where I, I would prefer to use the people around me and the expertise that they have rather than trying to rely on myself because me relying on myself has left, it left me sleepless at night. It left me, you know, sick right. at times, you know, this business almost killed me <laughs> several yeah. times just, just because of the stress, because I had, I, it was all on my shoulders. So by, but, and, and again, I'm not saying that I put pressure on the people around me, but in my mind, I'm oh, saying they're also responsible along with me. Oh, and, yeah. and along with that responsibility comes my trust in them. And, yeah. and I have to, I have to do that internally before I can do it externally. Yeah. So good. does that help? Oh yeah, no, it's good. It, it really, I mean, it breaks down to a level of intensity that just is like that we're always constantly pushing at, which then obviously what comes out of that is the pressure. And then the people around us either, you know, like that or they don't. <laughs> yeah. So, which is great. It's a great filter. And we're now we're over here on, you know, culture and team building all of a sudden again, but that that's, that's a, a result or a production of that as well. I want to go over to our speed round here, Joe. I want to know inside your business, you obviously got a lot of things going on. What's the most important KPI? Or like the way I like to say it is, if you could only pick one thing to track ever and ever, what would it be? Growth. I mean, that's just for, for us right now. We is that have, top line? Is that is that units sold? What what what's the KPI? Unit units sold right now. You know, top line and units sold are kind of go hand in hand. As we go sure. into the licensing, they they have less of a relationship. Yeah. Now, licensing it greatly impacts the bottom line. You, you right. know what I mean? So, gr- bottom line will grow. But our, our top line will grow slower, right. uh, but it's, it's units, units produce, not even units yeah. sold, uh, okay. because we're, we're trying to take over a market. You know, we're, we still have, of, of our general market in North America, we're still less than 2%. Yeah. There's, a, there's a figure out there that essentially says that if a new technology can get to 5% of the market share, that the old technology is, is like dead man walking. Like it's, it's dead. It. it just doesn't know it yet, right? Yeah, it's, just it's matter the, of time. 
Yeah. Like how many people, I, I remember back in the day when, when cell phones came out, right. There was very few people that had them right yeah. now. I don't know anybody that has a home phone, right. right the, exactly. the, it, it had, it had come to a certain point where the snowball was getting so big, so fast, you couldn't yeah. stop it anymore. Yeah. And, and from everything that we've read, it's, it's around 5%, 5% of market share for a new technology it's a right. it's for a disruptive technology that's the you can you can almost sit back and watch it happen at that point yeah. so so it's it's for us it's units produced how do we grow how do we get more and more of our units out in the wild yeah we just went through a home build in 2020 21 22 and uh, the the process of going through those things, picking all the way down to the littlest things, you know, the, the outlets now have USB in them yep. as opposed to not. Right. So like even something super simple like that, like where that becomes now the normal, the other outlet wasn't even offered, you know? And so at some point your product is just what will be installed in the house. It, it, it just won't even be a thought. The, I'm sure the other technology will still exist as the cheap, you know, low grade, <laughs> nobody does this option, but the standard eventually will become yours is in essence, what the plan is, right? That's, that's the plan. Yeah. We're, we're the, we're the smartphones. Will there, will there always be home phones and dumb sure. phones and stuff like that? Sure. But the, yeah. the, the percentage is so small that it's almost irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. Okay. What, what book would you recommend for just a business owner in 2023 trying to grow their business? So one of my favorites is how to swim with the sharks without getting eat, eaten live. I don't know if you've ever, ever read that. It's, it's I haven't. No, you have to tell yeah, us a little bit about um, it. It's, it's, it's all about, it's a sales book primarily, but it, okay. but it's really, it's a, it's a perspective book. You know, one of the things that, that I got out of it, you know, is, you know, if a problem can be solved with money, it's not really a problem. You know, it's just, yeah. so it's just things like that. And again, you know, solving a problem with money is, you know, that's a, that's a big thing. You know what I mean? But yeah. Is it really a problem if you can write a check and make it go away? Um, right. And yeah. so that one's really good. I I like the you know seven habits of highly effective people. I mean that's yeah. that's a one. That's a classic. Yeah. So, but but yeah, those are those are ones that yeah. I read every every couple of years. You know, I, yeah. I read several of those, and I I love reading. I I, I do love learning, and and so. But, but yeah, the but, resources yeah. out there, obviously, even your podcast, um, you know, is is just a great example of how learning today, the learning spirit it doesn't have to be a book. It can be a podcast. Yep. It can be experiences from other people told, but I think that those are great examples. I love that. We'll put those in the show notes as well. Yep. I've got a question for you around habits. <clears throat> I want I want you to tell me a habit that you have, or maybe it's a characteristic trait that you feel like you have or had that unexpectedly kept you from success. Wow. That's a, that's a good one. Um, you know, one of the things that, and this is going to sound like really strange. This is going to like sound yeah. like the, the, the interview. Yeah, give us the good I, stuff. Yeah, I never stopped early on, right? I, I worked seven days a week, you know, 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day. It was just go, 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 go. And yeah. there came a point where my wife, and, and again, I wish I had the internal fortitude to make this change, but she had to make it for me. And she said, you need to stop. And I'm like, I don't know how to stop. This little fledgling yeah. company needs me. Yeah. And she's like, but you need to, you need downtime and you need family time yeah. so that you can keep your perspective on why you're doing this. And yeah. so she, she, we, I'll say we just to make yeah. me feel <laughs> Take a little bit of that credit. <laughs> yeah, she, she came up with this plan where it's like every Sunday, I no longer work on Sundays. Like that's yeah. it. Like it is, Boom. it is our day. And so there's no emails, there's no phone calls. There's, we, we try not to even talk about work on, on right. Sunday. 
And so that was a big thing because I was I was well on the path to, you know, we we made compromises with even family vacations and stuff like that, you know, yeah, where it's do. like, hey, you, you know, I would work through the whole vacation. And, and she's like, look, hey, you can work, you know, from whenever time you get up until the family eats breakfast. So around like nine or 10 o'clock, answer yeah. emails or whatever. And then around lunchtime, when everybody comes back for for, you know, meal, you know, work for an hour or so to stay caught up. Other than that, you know, nothing at night, nothing. And, and again, I credit her for that because she knew yeah. that I needed to do that, but yeah. I would have, I would have ended up in the hospital. I mean, it was just, yeah. the grind is, is important. It can't be, it, it's not sustainable. Yeah. You, you have to, you have to take some time for yourself. That's incredible perspective. What I want to just point out, we've talked about this with a couple of guys on the show, but Obviously, you're a mover and shaker. I mean, the, the fact that you're willing to go seven days a week is like a lot of entrepreneurs. I think that a lot of guys don't really realize that there's an engine inside of us and some more than others. I mean, seven days a week for a long period of time, I can say I've done that, right? And so yep. when you look back, you're like, sometimes that's what it takes, right? Especially yeah. if it's it's a, a, a new baby and a business form. But man, your wife must be like direct and strong be, to be able to, to corral a bull like you. <laughs> Because I had the same situation. My wife did the exact same thing. Basically, was like, hey, champ, <laughs> yep. I see you running fast, but I see you running fast in the wrong direction. So we're going to need to make some adjustments, you know? Yeah, and, and, and it is. I mean, having good people in your life, whether it's a spouse or, or yeah. partners or whoever that, that can see you, you know, heading towards that cliff. Yeah. Um, is, again, that's that's important. Like even my, my staff. I mean, there's some times where like, like, hey, man, why don't you take an afternoon off? Like, we got this, you know, just just go go relax. And, and yeah. so it, it is good people that it's, it's good to have people around you that care enough to tell yep. you those hard things you don't want to hear. Yeah. Especially in those moments where you know that you probably could, and, and it's almost maybe of a guilt factor. And when you have the guy that, that you really do trust say, Hey, I got it go. That's pretty special to it be is. able to have that type of person. So this, this parlay is perfectly into my next question, which is about family. I mentioned to you briefly before I hit the record button that we've got this family mastermind cruise coming up this year. And the same revelation that you just described is very, very similar to my story where it's like, okay, I've, I've wanted to go hard after business and I have gone hard after business, but I love my family, my wife and my kids. And it's just always been lopsided. In the last couple of years, I've really tried to be more intentional about that. And so I want to know, what have you done? You kind of gave us some, some information about Sundays and being kind of blocked off like that. But what's been what's some, some like practical structure or maybe even just mindset between you and your wife that's enabled you to go as hard after your family as you do for the business? So one of the things that, that I talk about a lot, even with my, my staff, is that this that FlexScreen, our, our little company here, can't be a mistress. It can be a child, but not a mistress. Interesting. B big, big differentiation, right? Yeah. So that it's it's part of our family. Because um, the work-life balance thing, and, and I know people like talking about it. It's a freaking- It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. There's no- It doesn't exist. Thing. There's yep. no like, oh, I'll do this over here and this. Like, If you're really a an aggressive entrepreneur, they yeah. are so intertwined. It's It's hard to tell them apart, right? Absolutely. So we go out with friends and we talk about- business stuff because they're curious yep. and they want to talk about it. And I'm passionate about it. If I was like, nope, I'm sorry, work-life balance. I don't talk about business at, at you know, After dinner five. with family. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just, it's, it's not real. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so integrating it into our family life has been really, really important. 
but yeah. like my son works for me now. So he That's he cool. runs our, our our Pittsburgh manufacturing plant. My wow. my daughters, uh, they, you know, every time we get new flex green gear, new t-shirts and all this stuff. And I mean, they're down here, they they gobble it all up and they give it out to their friends and, and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So it is, it is part of our family. And that's a that's a weird thing it is. that that my wife doesn't feel jealous of of it. My kids don't feel jealous of it. Yeah. Uh, they're proud of what we're doing. Yeah, they embrace and, it. They, and they do. They they embrace it. But that's also important. You know, there's there's times that, that you as an entrepreneur have to turn it off. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you have to be able to say, you know what? I'm not going to take my cell phone. Like my wife and I went to go see a Cirque, Cirque du Soleil show last week. Yeah. Didn't even take my cell phone in. Like I, I don't even want to. I don't even have the the temptation of emails going off and me looking at them and her yeah. feeling that I am disconnect. Yeah, that that we're, that I'm disconnected from what we were doing together, and oh, wow. so. But again, those are really, those are things that you have to purpose to do. Um, yeah. You have to purpose to make it part of your family. You have to purpose to take the time off that you need to take that, that off. And you also yeah. have to purpose to give the people attention that deserve attention in your life without being distracted by right. this child over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. You can't let the, uh, the youngest, loudest most uh, expensive child uh, get all the attention. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what it is. (laughs) That's awesome. I I so appreciate the dynamic that you set for us there of child versus mistress. And then you circled it back around later. I don't know if you meant to or not, but as far as the jealousy factor, because wow, what an incredible picture that would be if your kids and your wife, if there was a mistress in play versus another child, like their perspective of the business is what that is. Of course, for you, yes, like that would be a dynamic change as well. But for them to embrace it, to be open to it, to want it to be part of their life as well, of course, another child would be would be welcomed and, and, uh, and honored through that process. And there's a, there's a balance even in that uh, of them being open to that. So just really, really appreciate that. That's really good. Probably going to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got one last question here for you. Joe, I want to know if you could whisper in the younger Joe's ear, what would you say, man? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this back to so so I was married very very young, and yeah. I I would I, I would tell younger Joe to make sure to to take care of my wife Alicia better than I did when I was when I was young. Yeah. Again, I and I know this is not a business thing, right? But but yeah. but business life it's it's all together. It is. And I I uh, I cannot stress enough how important my wife has been to my journey as a as an entrepreneur and how big of a pain she could have been if she wanted to be and she was yeah. so supportive through yeah. all of the craziness that that has happened i've met a lot of people whose spouse was the reason that their their business failed they yeah. you know what i mean for whatever the plethora of reasons yeah. um and i yeah i i i would I would tell my younger self, like, she, you need to hang on to this one, do whatever you have yeah. to not, and again, not that I treated her badly, but yeah. she, he is a big, big way, a, a, a big reason that we are as, as successful as we, we are today. Yeah. It's a catalyst. It's a perspective that you just don't know until you know, yep. and you can look back with that perspective now and be grateful, thankful. That's probably the attitude that earlier on, maybe you just didn't have as much, sure. which I think we all, we can all be Absolutely. there. Um, yep. Well, you're right. I mean, two years in a garage fumbling around while she parked outside in Pittsburgh. I'm sure she had other friends going, he makes you park where? Right. Like, like <laughs> well, that, well, it could have it died a long time ago. Even better was the conversation. Again, I don't know what conversation you've ever had with your wife, but 
I I made a really great living before before FlexScreen. And so I went to her and said, hey, you know this ugly thing that I made in our garage? I'm going to bet our life savings, our security, you know, everything. everything on this thing. Because one of the my partners that came on, they're like, hey, we're willing to invest, but this has to be your number one thing. That yeah. was, so I literally, I had to quit what I was doing before and make a bet on this. They weren't, they didn't want me to be in halfway. Good for them. That was, that was great. Absolutely. They should have done that. But man, to have the faith of a spouse go, Hey, if you think this is the right thing to do, let's do it. Uh, That's huge. It is absolutely huge. Yeah. And, and of course the alignment in that, but I don't know about you. Cause you, you're, you're talking about from the, almost like a entrepreneur perspective, but, but just like from a guy, when, when my wife has done just what you just described, I'll run through walls, bro. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, that, I, I don't need any other motivation. I mean, I love listening to that type of stuff, but I wouldn't need any of that. If she just came up here and said, Hey, look, I trust you. I believe in you. Go get it champ. Yeah. I'll run through, I'll run through days of walls. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Again, the, the difference between, well, I think you're making a mistake, but go do whatever you want to do anyway. Man, yeah, that is a big. completely different message. That's still a it yes, is. right? But, but yeah. it's not it's not the same yes as I trust you, you have this, you know what yep. I mean? We're we're here to support you. And yeah, I had little big. kids when we started this. So it's you know, big, big deal. Big so. deal. Joe, you've been incredible. I want to give the listeners an opportunity to find you, find your product, give us a little promo here. Where can they find your product? Obviously in stores, but maybe online, give us the the juice. And then if they want to just reach out to you or they want to find your podcast, how can they find all that? Yeah. So you can go on homedepot.com, homedepot.com slash flex screen. Flex screen is all one word, or you can go to flexscreen.com. You can order screens either way. If you're buying new windows, tell them that you want flex screen on them. I I'd really appreciate that. If you're interested in the, in our blogs and our podcasts and all that stuff, you can go to joealtieri.com, which is J-O-E-A-L-T-I-E-R-I.com. Love to have you as a, love to have your listeners as part of the, part of the crew that, that listens to our podcast every, every couple weeks. So love that. Good stuff, Joe. You've been incredible again. Thank you for just the journey of success that you've been able to share with us and uh, wish you nothing but blessing in 2023 on your business and your entire family, including that child business. And of course, your partners and, and, and your team as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to Bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings.
Talk soon.